Welcome to the Possibility Podcast. I'm Mel Schwartz, your host and thought provocateur. I've been practicing psychotherapy for well over 20 years. During that time, I've been so fortunate to witness countless breakthroughs while working with people, whether one-on-one, as a speaker, in professional trainings, or in workshops. The insights that I've garnered have inspired me to write over a hundred articles and several books, including the companion title to this podcast, The Possibility Principle, which you can find wherever books are sold. On this and every episode, I'll be introducing new ways of thinking, relating, and communicating to help you truly thrive in your life, to reach the possibilities that you may long for. Think of this as a new game plan for living. Thanks for enjoying my emerging community of possibility seekers, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode, which I have entitled, Do You Care How I Feel? We're going to come to this question. We're going to look at the importance and impact and utility of asking that question. But let's take a step back to begin with. Arguably, there is little else in life that is as challenging, conflicting, gut-wrenching, and anxiety-producing, perhaps, as the art of relationship. As I've mentioned before, This is because we are essentially illiterate, uneducated in how to go after successful relationships. Regrettably, we received no schooling. And for the vast majority of us, our parents, regrettably, just didn't model for us what we needed in terms of understanding the dynamics of emotional intelligence, articulate communication, um, how to navigate the ins and outs of relationships. So I just want to share again, please don't feel like a victim because of your relationship challenges or your sense of failure. Sadly, it's commonplace. But pay attention, close attention to the messages that I will be giving you and have given you, whereby you can learn to succeed and thrive in your relationships. So from my work as a therapist and a couples counselor, I see relationship issues, and I'm speaking today about romantic relationships, friendships, blood relationships. Relationships often present to me what I call perfect storms. When one individual's personal biography and the wounds that they've endured, what I've called wave collapses, which you may be familiar with from previous episodes, remember the wave collapses are the things that confined our sense of self that created wounds and uh, limited and constrained our sense of our identity, our pain points. Well, in relationships, these wounds create perfect storms. And where I observe this through my work as a therapist is that when one person's trigger is touched upon, it almost always catalyzes the other individual's trigger. And similarly, one person's opportunity for growth must always provoke the other person's opportunity for growth. We'll take a look at what that looks like. But let's start at the start. From my observation as a culture, as a society, 
and in relationships, we default automatically to making objective points of view, objective arguments. So often, when I've tried to facilitate a relationship argument between a couple, a husband and a wife, friends, relatives, the argument goes on and on and speaks objectively. And when we fall into the objective argument, we miss the point. The argument may ensue, and she will say to him, you called me three times to discuss such and such. And he might irrationally, in my mind, say, it wasn't three times, it was only twice. Well, we're missing the point there when we make objective arguments. The real point is, I might ask him, she feels so upset with you. She feels sad, and the sadness has turned into anger. By the way, do you love her? And he will say, oh, of course I love her. Then the pivotal question is, well, if you love her, do you care how she feels? It sounds like a rhetorical question. Clearly, the answer should be yes. But you see, in our relationship challenges, we are acting as though we don't care how the other feels, as we repudiate, nullify, obscure, get into objective fights about who is right or wrong, and ignore the issue about how we each feel. In romantic relationships, and to some extent in friendships, we cared how each other felt, how one another felt. That's what brought us into the relationship. Now, feelings aren't right or wrong. Feelings can be reconsidered, rethought, reframed, but feelings are not right or wrong. They simply are. So if the other person is telling you that they are upset, that they feel hurt, angered, devalued, or disrespected, you must suspend the reflex, the automatic reaction to defend your territory and get into the argument. What should we do? You know, my relationship with my brother Gary comes to mind. In recent years, we've gotten very much closer, and that has enabled my brother on a few occasions to call me and tell me that he felt hurt by something, troubled, disrespected. And I noticed my ability, the challenge for me and my ability to quiet myself, to not defend myself. And that's the key here, folks. If it's a relationship that matters to you, first step, don't defend yourself. To inquire as to why they feel the way they felt. Ultimately, I was able to do that with my brother, put myself in his shoes, which is what we call empathy. And when we do that and we care how the other person feels, we can then move toward validating them and actually seeing our own behavior, not through our own eyes, but through the other person's eyes. Now, validate or validation, common word, often misunderstood. Therapists speak about validate each other, and they talk about repeating the statement or the sentence you just heard. I think that's altogether superficial and tiring. What I mean by validate is to actually care how the other feels. And if you don't understand how they feel, to ask questions, not to ask questions for the point of proving your purpose, your point, your position but asking questions to truly understand. After all, if we care about this other person, shouldn't we care how they feel? So move in 
And if you don't understand what's going on and why they feel the way they do, your tone matters. It shouldn't sound like, well, I just don't understand why you feel that way. That's invalidating. To validate is, wow, that took me by surprise. I'm sorry to hear you feel upset or angered or troubled with me. I had no idea. Tell me more because I really don't understand what I did to upset you or make you feel angry. The intention, the tone must be sincere. And by the way, when you do that, if you have a point to make, you will be able to make the point and it should be heard and listened to by the other person. So first you validate, ask some questions, get into the other's shoes, understand what it feels like to be them in their experience. Then you can pivot and share something that you think is important for them to hear, if that's the circumstance, which might allow them to re-experience or reinterpret how they're feeling. In fact, their feeling may change, but timing is key. You can't say, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way, but that is not validating. You must put your need to be right to the side for the time being. Don't get into arguments about facts. Relationships are about feelings and perceptions. Relationship is about a shared energy. Now, if you do what I'm suggesting and the other person doesn't care how you feel or don't care about you on any level, then you might ask yourself, why am I pursuing this relationship? But you must always resist the instinct to defend yourself. Ultimately, a relationship is about a shared energy. Friendship, relative, lover, partner, spouse, parent and child. We want to seek a harmonized energy. Now, harmonized energy doesn't mean we're always in harmony. It means we care about each other. We have to tend to one another. Tend is a word that's been coming up for me recently, very often. Tending to the other is tending to how they feel. That is what it is to be loving. I love you is an inexpensive phrase. It doesn't cost us anything. We might write it on birthday cards. We might write it on anniversary cards. We may say, I love you. But question here is, can we act lovingly? Can you put yourself aside? and actually focus on how the other feels. I'd also like to talk about our tendency to personalize issues in our relationship. In my book, The Possibility Principle, in the relationship chapter, I talk about the difference between personalizing or something being personal to you. Now, here's what I mean. We all come into our relationships with our own flaws, doubts, wounds, insecurities, the whole biography of our life. We come into the relationship with that and they make us less than perfect and they get in our way. Once we come to know one another and what the flaws and insecurities and wounds are, we need to come to understand that that's what the other person is reacting to and it might not be us. In other words, it may be personal to me because it impacts me, but the ability to see that I shouldn't personalize it. They are not doing it to me. For example, 
If the other person that you're in conflict with, if you know them to be insecure, not through their relationship with you, you just generally know them to suffer from insecurity. And they act out in a particular way that leads to conflict because their insecurity has gotten in the way. It's important to realize that you shouldn't personalize it. They're not doing it to you. It's who they are. Now, what can you do in that circumstance? Well, you can choose to act lovingly with compassion and empathy. Acting compassionately with empathy is caring about how the other feels. It's acting lovingly. It's acting like a good friend or a good partner. Coming back to this matter of not personalizing, if you find yourself in conflict or an adversarial situation with another person, ask yourself, are they intending to hurt or devalue me? You might ask yourself, is it their intention to be hurtful? If it is, then you have a right to personalize it. But if harming you isn't their intention, then try not to personalize the behavior. This doesn't mean that you have to surrender and accept unhealthy behavior. You might say something like, I feel so unimportant to me when you ignore me or act critically. It makes me feel hurt. Do you care how I feel? Again, that's the pivotal question. It breaks the debate. Do you care how I feel? You see, if you're thinking the worst of the other person because you've personalized their behavior, you're going to go on the attack and you're going to in turn trigger their worsening reaction. That is not a connected and concerned response. Whether you choose to connect with empathy and compassion or to separate out in conflict will get you the corresponding result of that decision. I'd like to add another piece that's been coming up for me very recently in my marriage counseling and couples counseling work. When I work with couples, I often see them individually as well. And on occasion, in an individual session, that person I'm working with might say something approving or complimentary about their partner. And when I ask them, did you share that with them? I can't honestly think of an occasion in which they looked at me and smiled and said, yes, I did. And well, I'll ask them, well, why didn't you tell them the good news, the good feeling? We fall into this trap, folks, whereby we are quick to criticize and reluctant to validate, reluctant to affirm, reluctant to tend to the other. I just returned from a brief vacation where I saw my oldest friend, not oldest in terms of age, but oldest going back to second grade. And every time I go to visit his town, he will go out of his way, no matter how busy he is, to come see me. And I thought about him and I thought about how giving and loving and caring he is. And so I just sent him a text. I actually should have called him. We default to texting all too much. But I sent him a text and I said, Michael, I just want to tell you what a loving and caring friend you are and how much I appreciate it. Think about the good feelings, good thoughts that you have about a friend, a relative, a partner. And ask yourself, why don't I express that to them? Is it just out of my comfort zone? Would it make me feel discomforted? Whatever it may be, whatever your answer is, stop 
and do it. Come out of your comfort zone. But again, the theme to today's episode is this. In an argument, in a dispute, when you're trying to express something of importance, express it in feelings, not in facts. Share how you feel. And if you're on the other end of it, do the same. Ask, do you care how I feel? If you're in physical pain, if you had an accident and fell down and broke your ankle, the other person would clearly tend to your suffering. We need to do the same emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. We need to tend to each other. Tending means there's no issue of right or wrong. Objective reality takes a back seat. We tend to each other's feelings. And when we do that, that opens the doorway, the pathway, the state of all possibilities to have the other person listening and caring. And we can then introduce sensitive material with an expectation that they in turn might be listening to us. So take away this message for today. Tend to the people in your life, how they feel, solicit their feelings, share your feelings. And remember, feelings are not right or wrong. They just are. They need to be heard and tended to. Until next time, be well. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Possibility Podcast with me, Mel Schwartz. To learn more about this topic and related subjects, please be sure to check out The Possibility Principle, my book at thepossibilityprinciple.com. I always welcome and look forward to your feedback. Please leave a comment at the show notes for this episode at melschwartz.com slash podcast, or simply send me an email at mel at melschwartz.com. You can also use that email address if you'd like to be a caller on a future show and have a topic you'd like me to discuss. If you never want to miss an episode, find The Possibility Principle in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, and be sure to hit that subscribe button. You'll get new episodes as soon as they are released. And if you know anyone who might benefit from The Possibility Podcast, please tell them about the show. Thank you for listening, and until next time, have a great day, and keep summoning up those new possibilities. Oh,